Hello and welcome to the spiritguides.co.uk network radio show with your host Mark Chatterton. Tonight we are privileged to have on our programme Diana Cooper, one of the world's leading teachers on the subject of angels. Not only has Diana written several books on angels, but a few years ago she started the Angel Awareness Day, which now takes place every year all around the world. Diana is also the founder of the Diana Cooper School of Angels and Ascension. She is also a prolific writer and through her books has taught us about the subjects of Atlantis, unicorns, dolphins and orbs. Her most recent book takes us beyond the events of 2012 as as far ahead as the Golden Age in 2032. So, in the year of 2012, a warm welcome to you, Diana. Hello. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you very much for agreeing to be interviewed. Uh, Before we talk about the books that you've written on 2012 and 2032, I see from your latest newsletter that you, on the date 11-11-11, you were in Egypt. Uh, Could you tell us why you went there and did anything special happen while you were there? I went there because that's where Kimikar, my spirit guide, told me to go. It's because it's the retreat of Metatron. So we were in the Luxor Temple, and it was completely awesome. We we had private access to the temple the night before, and so we were there to cleanse it, clear it, and prepare it for the cosmic moment. And then every single person wanted to go back when it opened in the morning at 6 o'clock. And so we had another five hours of meditation and chanting to prepare the energies there. And the angels made sure that there were hardly any tourists and only those who were the right energy were able to come into the temple. And it was completely awesome. I wasn't expecting to feel anything. I told everybody that we're here in service. It's our job to um, just hold our energy steady so that we can be used by the powers that be as, um, as a link to create an intergalactic grid in the universe. But... Because I think everybody then let go of expectation, almost everybody felt something amazing. And everybody who served on 11.11, wherever they were in the world, as long as they were doing it from the right energy, received a gift from spirit. And everyone coming to the temple received either the Metatron cloak, which is a cloak um, enabling you to carry Metatron's energy, so that you brings your 12 chakras automatically into place, enables you to help other people on their pathway, on their ascension pathway, and set other people onto their pathway. And uh, it also helps to clear third-dimensional energies from around you, from impacting on you. And other people receive the gold and silver cloak of perfect balance, and that enables you to link up to the highest levels and to link down through hollow earth into the seventh dimension and to live in an energy of total balance. So it really was a very special time for everybody. Well, thank you for sharing that. Obviously, we're now in the year 2012 and you brought out a book called 2012 and Beyond a couple of years ago in, in 2009 and then last year you brought out the book Transition to the Golden Age in 2032. Are these two books meant to complement each other? Yes, they do. Basically one runs into the other. When I finished 2012 and belong, Beyond, there were a few general 
forecasts for the world, but so many people emailed me or contacted me and said, what's going to happen to my country? What's happening in my part of the world? And what's going to happen after that period? Uh, that I just automatically flowed on and wrote about the next period. And in between the two, I wrote The Keys to the Universe, which is the most important book I've written. And um, that contains information about the 50 keys that enable us to become an enlightened ascended master in this lifetime. And it's the first time since Atlantis that we've been able to do this in one lifetime. And so all the information is there in it. And it's not a book that you just sit and read. It's a book that you have to study and work with and do the meditations and exercises. But it is something amazing to help move people forward spiritually. Right, because I... I, I've read your latest book, the, the 2032 book, and obviously, as you said, you give predictions about different countries. But I noticed that for the USA, you've actually given predictions for each of the 50 states. Why did you do this? I don't know. Just it was, I did it almost before the rest of it. I, I just felt I wanted to do it. And they kept the information kept coming to me, and so I did it. I didn't right. have any reason greater than that. Okay. And obviously, um, one of the uh, areas you've mentioned is sort of the, the Arabic countries, um, mm-hmm. say like Libya and Egypt and the changes there. Do you see more of those Arabic countries changing the way that Egypt and Libya have gone? I absolutely do. I, can, I think that it's inevitable. Um, I just hope that it happens relatively easily. I think that once the portal of Mesopotamia opens, that will make a big difference to the area. And that should take place towards the end of it, starting at the end of this year and next year. And that will hopefully spread peace and higher enlightenment around those countries. But I see it not just happening in the Middle East. I think that there's a lot of places in the world, including England and America, where people are very angry and they feel cheated. And they're going to start using people power to make their will known. And people power is going to start coming in. Uh, Things have to change. As we know, there have to be huge, huge shifts in the world because the paradigm that we have right now is not suitable for us to go forward into the new golden age. And so everything has to shift. It's a bit like um, house moving. We have got an 11-year period from 2012 to 2023 where we're clearing out the attics and the cellars. We're looking at everything that's covered in dust and saying we don't really want to take that with us to the new. And we're letting it go. And this is happening in politics, in education, in the hospital services, in the economy, in everything. Dinosaur businesses are no longer in line with the paradigm that we're moving to and so they're starting to collapse too and so it is a huge shift that's taking place over the next 20 years so although we're now in the year 2012 which a great many people have got different expectations of major events happening this year would you yourself say it's not necessarily going to be this year but over the next 10 20 years or so I think that 2012 is the starting point. Um, It is absolutely awesome. Not only are there huge energies coming into our Earth, but the entire universe is shifting. 
And not only that, every single universe, the 12 universes, are each moving to a dimension higher over the next 20 years. So we're in a stream of consciousness that covers the entire cosmos in this 20-year period. And so the opportunities for soul growth are awesome if we decide to accept them. Because we're at the end of a 260,000-year cosmic era, and it's the start, the birthing of a new civilization that we have come in to experience and help with. And so in 2011, as you've already mentioned, there was a cosmic moment, and there is an even more powerful one happening on the 21st of December this year, which is the one that a lot of people have been talking about. And when pure source energy is going to come in again, so that if you're ready, miracles, life-changing energies can come into your body and into your life. And it enables a lot of people and a lot of countries to move into ascension. And this year, 33 cosmic portals are opening. And many, many other sacred sites everywhere especially in China, where they've all been closed. They're opening up. Now, a cosmic portal holds the light of the 12 rays plus the silver ray plus the Christ consciousness. And so that unconditional love energy is going to be available in the 33 portals um, to spread around the area and to be accessed from around the world. And that's going to touch people and shift them with unconditional love. In addition, the 12 fifth dimensional planetary chakras are opening. At the end of Atlantis, the um, 12 chakras closed down, 12 strands of DNA closed down, and we were left with two strands of DNA and seven chakras. And now that's starting to change. People are opening up their 12 chakras again. This enables the 12 strands of DNA to start to come forward again. And the 44 strands of junk DNA contain all our gifts and talents and extraordinary psychic and spiritual energies from Atlantis. So we are starting to regain those over the next 20 years. And the first thing that is happening is that the 12 planetary chakras open, starting with the Earth Star in London, which is, of course, why the Olympic Games is being held in London, so that there can be a huge focus of celebration and light and joy and love in London to enable it to have the energy to open that chakra and let the Kundalini rise there. So there's going to be as much as possible. Please, please focus light into London so that that can happen. And then Glastonbury is the heart chakra, the fifth dimensional heart chakra. And again, extraordinary things are happening because that is then going to ignite the Atlantean pyramids that were part of the dome of Atlantis. And they are going to bring them all and start to bring them all into alignment for in the fifth dimension for 2032. And it's when they all come into alignment and share their energy that the whole of this universe will move into the fifth dimension. Everybody has to be in the fifth dimension by 2032. And a new fifth dimensional blueprint 
will be available for our bodies and for everybody, for animals, everything is going to be moving into that new higher energy. And so we've got a long way to go in this 20-year period. Yeah, yeah. And when, we can either resist it or we can flow with it. Yeah, that's right. When, when you mention about the portals and chakras, are these spiritual entrances or, or actual physical places? Well, they're both. They're both. If, if you've got a, um, a portal and it has a place on Earth, and so that physical place will also be affected by it. Like, for example, the hollow earth chakra, very, very important one in the States, which covers Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, and North Dakota. And it is at the moment in this extraordinary oblong shape, but it has to return to becoming round. So there are going to be earth changes there. But if you go there, you will be affected by the energy of that chakra. And the extraordinary thing I found as I was writing the transition to the Golden Age in 2032 was that even in places where you expect there to be challenges and difficulties like that, ancient beings have come in and planted energies that will help the people in those places. And in South Dakota, for example, we're told that the seraphim, the very fastest frequency of all the angelic realm are going to be touching the people's heart centers and enabling them to open up so that they can move through the challenges very easily and stay in the fifth dimension and move into the new golden age more easily. And in Nebraska, for example, a deep red-pink love energy was poured into the land that is going to start clearing out the old karma and enable people to handle the changes. And this isn't just in America, of course. In Asia, a the Venusians came there eons ago and planted a beautiful pink energy into the land. And that's going to help them through the transition by helping their families to be more loving together and to help each other through the challenges. When you talk about the hollow earth, um, could you explain what that means? Sort of, you go down into the earth, and are the beings there? And you know, what exactly happens inside? Well, the of earth? course, this is not at a physical level. No, this is taking place in another dimension, which is an etheric dimension. And hollow earth itself is a huge chakra, so it's a spiritual energy center, which is seventh dimensional, and within it, every single being that has ever been on Earth, has its etheric counterpart there now. So a dodo, for example, that's extinct, is there in hollow Earth. Nothing is lost. And all the knowledge that has ever been on Earth is held within the pyramid in the center of hollow Earth. It is, it's quite awesome what happens, because you can go there, if you're ready, in your spirit body, and experience the things and bring back the information and connect to the Ascension planets, for example, connect to many other beings and places through the pyramid there. More, there are more opportunities available to us now than there have ever been to enable us to get through this next 20-year transition. Can I move on to the subject of orbs now? 
Because obviously, yeah. you on your website, you've got a section with orb photographs and so on. Um, are these manifestations of orbs all connected with 2012 in some way? Well, they are in a way. They're, I've written two books on orbs. There's Enlightenment Through Orbs and Ascension Through Orbs. And an orb, as you undoubtedly know, is the sixth dimensional light body of an angel. Now, the angels wanted us to be able to, to make physical contact with us, to give us physical proof of their presence. And so what they did was they um, impressed scientists who were working on digital cameras to use the frequency that an angel could bring its energy down to. So a seventh dimensional angel could bring its energy down to the sixth dimension, and that was incorporated into the digital camera so that people could start to take pictures of the energy fields of an angel. And the fascinating thing is that those energy fields still operate even if the picture is printed out so that you can put somebody's name or photograph onto an orb of Archangel Michael, for example, and they will receive the protection of Michael. And uh, you, you can put them onto a unicorn to help a child ground and and bring all of its soul energy back if it's autistic, and, and that sort of thing. So orbs are tremendously helpful in opening people up, awakening them, making them ask questions, as well as pour the higher frequency energy into them. Could, could I ask you why orbs always seem to appear as circular rather than sort of more sort of angel, typical angel shape, or, or whatever? Is that to do with the, the dimension that they're in? Orbs appear as circular if they are just witnessing what's going on and holding the energy. If they will appear as um, hexagonal with six sides um, open, if they are actively radiating light out of um, one of those sides. Uh, they are also beginning to appear in other shapes now. I think the reason they appeared as a circle was because it was easier for the energy to be encapsulated within a circle. And I think that as we're beginning to progress, that more and more interesting shapes and more real shapes are coming in. We are capturing now in orbs, so they're not really orbs, um, beings from other planets that are coming to visit us. And, um, of course, fairies, sometimes they appear not just as little tiny circles, as they usually do, but as a fairy, as you might expect to see it. And so we are seeing hugely new things coming in all the time. And it was a step. It was a step to enable more people to see the angels with their physical eyes. And all the time I get emails and letters from people telling me that they've started to see golden balls of light or angels or some spiritual manifestation with their physical eyes. Could I ask you a little bit about your book? You, you obviously wrote a, a, a Little Light on Angels and then it was updated as A New Light on Angels. Yes. Um, in that you talk about several new archangels such as Christine, Amethyst and Pearl, Perlimiac. Um, that are not mentioned in other books on angels. Could you tell us how you heard about these archangels and what their purpose is? Well, I think that Amethyst and Christine, because they're the twin flames of Zadkiel and Jophiel, they are mentioned in other books. 
Um, angels like Palimik, he's the angel of nature. And uh, there are many, many beautiful orbs of him in his beautiful greeny blue color. And I think that they're coming in now, especially from other universes, which is why their names don't end in L, like so many of them. And so that they're bringing energies in to help us. And so I talk about Perlimik and I talk about Felier quite a lot, who is the angel of animals and is working so hard to connect with animals and the people who are working with them to help us to realize that it's only when we honor animals that we can ascend. All the time we are thinking that they're lesser than we are, then we can't. And so many animals are, have a very, very high frequency, a much higher frequency than humans, but they're not left brain. They're not here to experience from the left brain. They're here to experience from the heart and the right brain. And we don't understand that yet. But they are highly evolved beings. Like monkeys, they come from the 10th dimensional universe of Shekinah. And they are very, very high frequency beings. Could I ask you um, what you... Th I've got this uh, idea that obviously you are one of the world's leading teachers on angels. And then there's people like Doreen Virtue, Lorna Byrne and Jackie Newcomb, to name a few. But they're all seen they're all female why do you think that there doesn't seem to be any male teachers about angels around i'm sure there are lots of male teachers we have male teachers in our school but it's generally easier for women who are more right brain to connect with spiritual things i say generally that's obviously a huge generalization but uh, it's also usually more acceptable for women to be more psychic be more aware mm. Furthermore, for a long time, men have given women the time to do it. You know, men have often earned the living. This isn't applying right now, but men have been earning the living. And so women have been at home, and they've had more time for quiet and contemplation. Now, I'm going, probably going to be shot down for saying that, as women are surrounded by screaming children. But as a generalization, that has taken place. Yeah, okay. It's because women carry more of the feminine energy. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot more we could say about angels, but briefly, I suppose, if anyone wants to learn more about angels in a more detailed way, they could enrol in your angel school. Absolutely. I have an angel correspondence course. We have the angel school, and you go to dianacooperschool.com, and there's the, many of the teachers listed. We've got teachers on every continent. And um, it, we do a whole lot of courses. It's not just angels. We do Ascension and Transform Your Life and 2012 and um, Atlantis. But there are many, many sections to it. And uh, I think that if you want to learn about angels, you can do worse than just look at my website and get a very good starting point because there's a lot of information on there. Yeah, because I was going to say, for me, one of your most inspiring books was the book Angel Answers, where, oh. you know, where members of the public sent in questions and these were answered by the angels. Have you ever thought of doing a, a second volume of that, perhaps? No, but for the last few years, I have been every week responding to questions and putting them up on my website. And right. so there's a huge, huge backlog of questions of all descriptions on things that are happening in the world, um, up there and in fact um, 
the new principal of the Diana Cooper School is going to continue doing this because I'm trying to cut down some of the things I've been doing, leave room for some other things. And so she's a lady of the highest in spiritual connection. And so she's going to start answering the questions on there. Okay. Um, you've also written a, a, a three spiritual novels, which I also enjoyed reading. Have you, you thought about writing any more in, in that sort of genre at all? Um, well, The Silent Stones, they, they were really, really lovely to write. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I travelled all over the world gathering the information and being given um, the special information for those novels. Um, but no, I haven't thought of writing anymore because at the moment my energy is going into writing children's books. Yes, I've which I was new... about to mention, actually. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. I've got a section on my website where we have games suitable for children, where we have spiritual information, we have stories, all sorts of things that children can look at to help them, especially if they are psychically or spiritually inclined. And um, so I, I've got the CDs of stories about this little girl, um, who, how she wakes up spiritually and, and how this little kitten guides her and helps her to understand life and introduces her to angels and unicorns and elementals and there's one coming out very shortly where she meets the mermaids and uh, I'm also writing some other ones which will be coming out soon which are for boys right so I, I just think it's all very exciting and such fun yeah yeah because I was going to say um obviously we're in 2012 now you, you seem to have a, a new book out every year have you have you got one in the pipeline for the, the grown-ups at all it's the first year for 20 years <laughs> that I haven't got a book coming out in 2012. Not an adult book, no. No, no. But then, I suppose, again, there's there's plenty on it if you're doing your children's books. That, that there's, <laughs> yes. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> yes, I've just changed the focus slightly, and yeah. I'm sure that there will be adult books in the future. It's just that, that that's where I'm at at this very instant. Presumably you'll still be travelling around the world giving leading your workshops and everything as well. Well, I have been cutting down, but I'm off to South Africa soon. I'm going to America and Germany, of course, and, and various other places, yeah. Well, I'd like to say thank you very much, um, Diana, for uh, le letting us interview you today. And um, we've all learnt a lot, and it's been fascinating. And, and thank you ever so much for giving of, us of your time. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And we wish you well for 2012 and beyond. <laughs> yeah, thank you, and the same to you. All right, thank you very much, Linda.